plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Power Partners. Thank you so much for tuning in to Star Style. Be the star you are. Welcome to our informational playground. We are coming to you live on the Voice American Network, and we're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and always delighted to be here with you. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are. Please visit the website, be the star you are.org. And this is one from Buddha. Work out your own salvation and don't depend on others. I love that. Yeah. I think it's kind of the way it is with all of life, right? Is don't depend on others. Well, let's tell you what we're going to talk about in today's show. Uh, in segment two, we'll be talking about tipping. I know this is something that, you know, kind of boondoggles everybody because do we tip? Do we not tip? Seems like every place we go now, somebody wants a tip. So how much is appropriate and, you know, are we obligated to do it? And then in segment three, do you feel that despite your best efforts of eating properly, exercising, sleeping, you know, the right amount, like seven to nine hours nightly, you still have low energy? Well, maybe you have too much on your plate and your brain is being drained. So we're going to give you some tips to get your lives back on track so that you're not like so exhausted all the time. And right now in segment one, we are going to celebrate Be The Star You Are charity because I am so proud that Be The Star You Are 501c3, which um, I'll tell you a little bit about the origin story. But this year we are going into our 25th year as an all volunteer charity, a literacy charity and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. And when I say all volunteer, I mean all volunteer. There's no paid salaries, including myself. In 1988, when I was setting up this all volunteer charity, Be The Star You Are, had anyone told me what a challenging journey it would be, I probably would have not even begun. So it's really a good thing I didn't have a crystal ball or that we're not clairvoyant or we don't know the future, right? Because when I launched Be The Star You Are as a 501c3 on 9999, pretty good numbers, right? I was naive enough to believe that if I built it, they would come. And when I say they would come, I was thinking about donors. I figured that donors, you know, to make the mission of increasing literacy and producing positive media messages to empower women, family, and youth would become a reality. I mean, it, I, I know that politics and what's going on in the world just seems awful now, but if you ever study history, it seems that all time is kind of like that. There's always upheaval. And so I always thought um, that if I built something really positive and was giving out these messages that would help people in their lives, that donors would just show up. Well, instead, hundreds of organizations and shelters contacted me asking for our help. And without any funding from state, federal, corporations, it became very clear that it was going to be small individual donations that would keep the nonprofit afloat. And also, I was writing a lot of checks. <laughs> and at one point, our bank account 
was down to actually 43 cents. Um, it was really awful. I, I could not write any more checks. My heart sank as I con contemplated shutting down this organization that was already serving so many people. And then um, it kind of several miracles kind of happened. First of all, a big package of letters arrived in the mail from incarcerated kids with whom we had been working for seven years, thanking us for the gifts of books and the reading circles that we provided on a weekly basis. Some even wrote that the book that we gave them was not only the first book they had received, but the very first gift they had ever received. And they felt seen, they felt appreciated. A few wrote that had Be The Star You Are volunteers and assistants not been in their lives, and this breaks my heart, suicide may have been the best option. Um, that was, that was, uh, I just, I, I looked at those letters and I thought, okay, something has to happen. Then I got a letter in the mail the exact same day I opened it. And it was from my daughter uh, who was just working, you know, going to school, working as a waitress. And so we'll talk about tipping in the next segment. And she had saved her tips and she sent a check for $100. And she said, you cannot give up, mom. You have to keep the charity going because I'll always have you but those kids have nobody. And of course I cried <laughs> to think that my own daughter was giving up her tips and the money that she had earned to try to pay for her stuff because she wanted to help other kids. And then the third thing that happened, and this all happened in the same day, is I got a call from a restaurant that said they wanted to do a fundraiser for us if we were interested. And it turned everything around. So we are still here today. Uh, obviously, when I, I just couldn't abandon our goal of serving those in need. And it's like we are definitely a bootstrap charity. So I feel really, really proud of everyone who has donated and been a part of it. But somehow we pulled through those dark moments. And Today, as we begin our 25th year of being a 501c3, all of us can take pride in the dedication and hard work that is truly making a positive difference in the lives of people, not only in America, but globally. Uh, thousands of teenagers have volunteered over the years. We have our radio show is brought to the airways under the auspices of Be The Star You Are. The teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, is the same. And we have uh, volunteers literally all over the world. Some are doing book reviews. Some are doing research. Uh, there's just different things that they can do. And of course, they do it virtually. So many of the thousands of teens that have volunteered over the years are now in their 40s. And they have families of their own. I mean, I just got an email from a lovely volunteer who actually wrote a couple of chapters in our Be The Star You Are for Teens book, who is married and expecting her first child and is so happy that Be The Star You Are is still in existence. So it's so, it's, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I just feel very blessed that we have with just small donations, a dollar here, five dollars there, sometimes just a quarter or so, somehow we've been able to keep going. And we have shipped resources for disaster relief everywhere across the United States when a disaster happens. So we're a grassroots charity and we have become very, very mighty. So I wanna just give you some stats. With no paid staff and all volunteers, and that's including me, since receiving our 501c3 status in 1999, this is what Be The Star You Are has achieved. We have served 505, 558, 927 individuals and families and counting. 
we have donated to 118 organizations. Now, this number is growing constantly and it's hard to keep a track of, but um, volunteer hours have logged in over 770, 999 hours. We have distributed $2.1 million in books and resources. We just recently collected and donated 1,575 pairs of shoes, which were shipped to women in poverty around the globe and to help women become micro entrepreneurs. We have broadcast 2,200 unique hours of positive programming through our radio broadcasts. We have published six signature award-winning books, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. These are all books that benefit the charity. Be the Star You Are for Teens, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, and it's a three-set um, a, a, a trilogy, so if you're interested. No Barnyard Bullies, which is a children's book, Family Forever, a children's book, and Miracle Moments, which is a quote book. And every week I give you a quote from that book, Miracle Moments. Our, our, our teen um, book review program have written and published over 2,530 book reviews. We've also worked in collaboration with the Reading Tub and Express Yourself Creative Community. And since 2010, be the Star You Are has been honored as a top nonprofit by great nonprofits, as well as Guide Star, which is now called Candide. So as we embark on our next quarter century with optimism and hope, we just want to thank you for your sustaining support, for caring, for listening to our radio show, and just also just for being there. And hopefully, um, you ha or have benefited from the work of the volunteers of Be The Star You Are. And I also just want to give a shout out of gratitude to MB Jesse Painting, mbjesse.com, and the La Mirinda Weekly newspaper, lamirindaweekly.com, for sponsoring the Pear Festival, which was just this weekend. And uh, you can, on the website, you'll be able to see photos of our teams um, that, uh, that worked at our booth. It was just a great event. We were really worried that it was going to be raining. It actually, when I was setting up at eight in the morning, it was raining and then it cleared up. The sun came out and the place was just packed with people. And there was so much, it was a free event. Um, and people came from all over Northern California to participate. And there were just lots of kids and dogs and you know, people were just having a really good time. And of course, it's a pear and wine festival. And we had lots of Asian pears and apples. And we were planting seeds. And there were pear pies. And of course, there was food and music and wine and beer. It was just a really great time. So thank you for coming. For those of you who came by the booth, it was fantastic. And uh, we really appreciate that you did. So if you would like to get involved with Be The Star You Are, or you have a teen who is interested in radio or just needs a service hours, could might be interested in doing book review or research or fundraising, we have all kinds of opportunities. Please visit bethestarur.org. You can also go to just the letters of our charity, which are BT. SYA.org. And uh, we'd love you to join us. And if you want to make a donation, you can just click on Donate Now. It'll take you to PayPal. We're also uh, available. You can make a donation. And it's tax deductible, by the way. And if you are um, a senior and you have to take your RMDs, your, you know, those distributions from your IRA, remember that you can donate to a charity and it um, it brings the amount that you owe Uncle Sam down. So think about Be The Star You Are. Well, that's it for this segment as I'm congratulating everyone who has participated for the past 25 years. I thank all the volunteers, 
our supporters, and we're so happy that we were able to benefit so many people, so many organizations, so much disaster relief. And um, for this little tiny grassroots, all volunteer charity, I think we have really made a difference. So check us out, be the star you are.org. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And when we come back from break, we are going to talk about the tipping point. Do we tip? Do we not? How much? You know, what are we supposed to do? Don't go away. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, you know, this is interesting that we say the business of show business because how true it is. I don't know too many people who were in show business who um, did not be a waiter or waitress. The joke always was that you know, we are waiters and waitresses waiting to be actors or waiting to be discovered, right? But when you are a waiter or a waitress or a barista or a bartender, so much of what your salary is going to be is dependent on tips. And, you know, I w- I did that in college. I had to pay myself, I had to pay for myself to go to college and my chickens helped me a lot. But I worked all through college. And so I worked as a waitress. And uh, when I traveled to other places and whatever university I was working in, I always worked as a waitress in, in some, you know, establishment. And your minimum wage was so low in those days, like $1.25. And so you really, and it depended where you were, obviously, what state or whatever, but, you know, you depended on tips. And uh, those 25 cents kind of added up. (laughs) But everyone today, from your barista to your car mechanic, you know, is asking for tips. And there's a lot of new technology, and it's adding to that pressure. And tipping has been forever kind of a, a very tricky topic. But in recent years, the practice has taken on a whole new level of complexity because 
service providers are not only increasingly soliciting tips, but they they have these touchscreen, um, what do you call them? Yeah, just a touchscreen, I guess. They're card readers, right? It's a touchscreen uh, card reader where they flip it around and it'll say how much you owe, like, you know, $35. But then it says it has tip on it and it'll say 15%, 20%, 25%. Some of them even go up to 30%. And sometimes there are some, and some of them it'll say no tip. And you feel really creepy about it because especially if it's something that you wouldn't normally tip on for example i would always um the, with you know with the whole etiquette thing was told that like say you go to get your hair cut from somebody who owns the business they own the salon well you don't tip the owners you would tip the people who work there so if the owner cuts your hair and charges you $35, it's $35. But if a worker cuts your hair and charges you $35, you tip them because they're probably only getting $18 to $20. So the whole idea was to tip them, to give them a little bit more. But now everybody, <laughs> owners including, everybody wants an additional amount. So it's complicated. And what is it that we are supposed to do? So how did this, you know, act of being gracious and adding a gratuity become so difficult? Part of it was the pandemic, right? Was probably a major impetus because many consumers were just holed up in their homes and everybody wanted to support a small business and everybody wanted to show appreciation for service workers who were out there delivering food, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. So um, COVID probably increased our, our desire to tip, even in circumstances where we weren't even used to it or really, you know, it wasn't even necessary. And I think people tipped a lot bigger in, um, during COVID. And then these credit card readers that I'm just telling you about, when they ask for 20, 25, 30%, um, it, it can give you pause because, you know, sometimes with a tip jar, um, failing to tip might be passive. Or, you know, you go and you buy a latte and then you put your change in to the, chip, to, uh, the tip jar. But with these digital screens and the person standing right there watching you, it makes it difficult to click on no tip, especially if you are going to a takeout counter and you're just picking up takeout or something like that. So we we definitely are, you know, hitting up with a conundrum now and tip jars are proliferating, but these digital prompts they show no sign of abating. So here are some steps that we can take so that we can still feel good about the amount we tip. So first of all, you wanna familiarize yourself what is normal in tipping. And always remember, tipping is a personal choice, but getting some insight can help you make you know, a better informed decision. And if you're uncomfortable, um, you could spend money in ways that don't align with your personal or financial values. So you want to stick with some guidelines. And so I'm going to give you some that are from Emily Post, you know, and Emily Post is the um, the etiquette person. So um, for waiters and waitresses at a sit down establishment, you always want to give 15 to 20 percent. Now, when there and and of course, if service is extraordinary, you can always give more. Now, food delivery, ten to fifteen percent of the bill. Now, take note here that food delivery fees are tap are usually uh, separate from gratuities. So, when you have a delivery fee, don't confuse that with the gratuity. So you, if you are getting food delivered to your house or your ap apartment, 
you want to give a tip to that person. And oh, going back to the uh, waiter or waitress or barista, you might want to ask if they prefer a tip in cash or they prefer it in credit card. Because the credit card, um, sometimes, especially at a restaurant, all tips are pulled so that the back, you know, the kitchen gets something, the cleanup people get something. And then, of course, if it's on a credit card, the government sees everything. So you may want to ask and see how, you know, what is the best way for them to do it. Now, uh, food takeout, this is where it's really discretionary, but you can keep tip 10% or give a few dollars depending on the size of the order, but maybe your order is only a couple of dollars. So at that point, you can just decide, you know, if you're just picking something up, whether you want to give any tip or not. And then those tipping jars for service workers or baristas, that's also very discretionary. But when if you feel that your person has gone above or beyond, or you are a regular customer and you probably know your barista's name, uh, depending on the amount, you should put at least some change in the jar or add a dollar or two on top of the total bill and, and make sure to tell them that that is for for them, right? And again, it's always fine to go above these suggested amounts um, as well as tip pre-tax. Uh, one way when you get your bill to do it uh, is just to double the tax. So if your tax is $10, then you give $20. You know, that is one way that you can do it. Uh, there, Emily Post Etiquette, they have a Centennial Edition. It has an extensive list of guidelines, uh, including for every kind of uh, delivery, et cetera. So you might want to check that out. But once you know kind of the norms of what to do, you want to think through what feels right for you. And remember, you don't want to, you know, like really go over your budget too, because you want to be mentally prepared the next time that you are looking at one of those screens um, and, you know, <laughs> or the, the tip jar, but mostly the screen is what makes you most uncomfortable. And if it, for any reason, you know, you just really can't give a tip, um, just make sure to say thank you and just say, show your appreciation or just say, you know, I'm really sorry, I can only give a couple of dollars, but I really appreciate it. So I think showing appreciation is important at all. And if, for example, if you wanted to save money by picking up your own food from a restaurant instead of dining in or ordering delivery, you know, think through if you want to give a percentage of, if any, but make sure it fits your needs because everybody is on some kind of budget and not everybody can afford 20%, um, which is what, you know, is usually expected. And also if you're traveling, make sure to find out what's normal. Because for example, in Europe, um, lots and lots of restaurants include the tip in the price. So you don't tip on top of it. And then some places when you're traveling, the, the normal tipping is 10%. So you wanna know where, where you're going. And um, if you are dissatisfied with the service, I would really tell, maybe talk to management, but it's still probably better. Don't do the thing of just leaving a penny. I mean, if you want, if you think the service was terrible, you can tell the person that their service was not up to par and that's why you're not leaving a tip. Or you can leave a small tip and say, I'm leaving a small tip because, you know, the service wasn't up to, but make sure you, you know, you want to apply your principles and um, give some wiggle worm. I mean, maybe they're having a bad day that day. Uh, and so you don't want to just be, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't want you to be mean. <laughs> I want you to, to think it through. I know when I was waitressing, I went above and beyond for everybody. And sometimes I was a terrible waiter. I mean, I remember spilling drinks on people and uh, even doing some crazier things that I didn't know anything about, but I always made it right. And for some reason, I always got really big tips um, because I really cared about the people. 
So, you know, if the person really cares, even if they are clumsy or whatever, you know, you might want to just take care of them and give them a tip. So whether it's at a fast food chain or even your local dry cleaner, you have to be prepared for those tip prompts because they are coming from more unexpected places than ever before. So when it comes like really unexpected, try to pause for a moment or two and don't just make a knee jerk um, decision. And you have to decide is spending 10%, 15%, 20% worth it to you. And even if you overspend a little uh, on a guilt tip because you feel, you know, just (laughs) completely flustered, be gentle with yourself. We are always on a learning curve from experiences and we're going to just fine tune as we go. And the next time you can do it differently. But just remember if there are service charges on a bill alongside a request for a tip, um, that's a real source of confusion. And your best bet is to ask the person serving you or the establishment's manager to explain the charge covers. For example, in San Francisco, uh, something they many restaurants started doing is adding an extra percentage and it differed with restaurants how much they added, but it could be like a 10% service charge, but that wasn't the tip. It was actually to help um, the restaurant give health insurance or uh, sick days to their employers. Now, I personally disagree with that. I really feel that the restaurant or whoever should pay their employers a decent salary or give them their, you know, their sick days and their health insurance, but, and they could maybe increase the price of the food, but don't add a service charge because what happened, so many servers and uh, people that were waiters, what they told me is that people saw that 10% service charge And then, you know, they couldn't go an extra 20% as a tip, so they would leave 5% or 10%. So what ended up happening is the servers were the ones that were losing, and that's really not fair. So the employer should be taking care of the correct amount of a minimum salary and then, you know, not putting that service charge. So if if you are confused, ask for clarification. And there are people out there who really believe that it's okay to skip the tip. So if you don't feel obligated to tip, um, then don't tip. Don't, you know, you have to have a reason to tip, which a lot of people will never tip for counter service or, uh, or pickup service. And when they turn those screens around, Um, there are people that'll just hit no tip and they don't feel bad about it. So as long as you can, whatever it is that works for you, just remember that's fine. It's fine not to tip if you don't want to or you can't afford it or there are certain circumstances, but it is important to show appreciation. So continue to say please and thank you. And um, if you would rather tell people why you are not tipping you can do that as well but in general just remember that usually for restaurants it's 15 to 20 percent and for other things you can do a 10 percent but if somebody goes above and beyond for you please tip you might be helping put that person through college You might be helping them pay their rent or pay for their kids' school or whatever. And if you can afford it, tipping is really important. Well, that's the segment uh, for this one. When we come back, we're going to be talking about our brain drain and how not um, not to drain our brain, how to empower it. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. There are 
ways to make friends and to be successful. You could find love, you might get thinner, you just might get in shape, you can defeat boredom, might discover your purpose, even make some money and definitely shine your light on people. So here are some 10 tips that may help you. Make room for reflection. And the best way to start is just to start. And when you do something, dive in with passion. Open your heart and your mind. Stay active and involved. Play more and ask for help. Keep looking forward. The rearview mirror doesn't count. Give compliments and be grateful. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we're back. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is going to be the power part of our party. Are you exhausted yet? I mean, sometimes around 4 p.m. and we are in Pacific time. So it's like 440 or something right now. People like have a dip, right? It's like you start getting tired. So let's take a deep breath and we're going to get some tips to help you stay energy up instead of crashing. Because what's happening is First of all, we have to ask ourselves, are we doing all the right things? I mean, are we getting enough sleep at night? Are we getting to bed at a reasonable hour? Are we exercising enough? Are we passing up the junk food most of the time? Are we drinking lots of water? And if the answer is yes, but still around this time, around, you know, 4 to 5 p.m., wherever you are, do you start feeling like you are burnt out, exhausted, need a nap? Well, if that's true, if you, you're not the only one that's dragging, because in a recent survey of 2,000 adults in the United States, three out of five reported that they were tired around this time every day. So to pull yourself out of your personal energy crisis, you may need to look beyond that sleep more, eat better, all of those. I mean, they're very important, but maybe something else is going on and we have to learn how to restore our body and the mind. And here are some ideas to get you on that road from being zapped to feeling, you know, zingy. Like one of the things I do, and because my show is from 4 to 5 p.m., um, every week is I'll stand up during the show. So I will have more energy because if I sit down and I slouch over, your energy zaps a bit. So standing up and moving your body can like definitely get you more energized. But here is one of the reasons that people really get their energy zapped. 
every single day, all of us face a series of decisions from the moment we wake up in the morning until we go to bed at night. And we have all these choices to make. And the more decisions we have to make, we get what's called decision fatigue. So think about it the way experts look at it is that think of it like if you go to a restaurant and it has a a menu that's four pages long. You don't even, your mind just kind of goes, oh my gosh, you don't know what to choose, right? There's just too many things. If there's only five things on the menu, it's pretty easy to choose. You choose one, you're happy with it, and you feel fine. But when we have too many things to choose from, it makes the higher the stakes, the more exhausting the decision. So, for example, deciding that you're going to buy a new car is going to be more taxing and tiring to you than deciding if you are going to have uh, vegetables or sushi for dinner. So why is it that choices are so taxing? Well, there's a theory. Decision-making requires us to exert self-control and which according to some researchers, it is a limited resource and it dwindles as we use it throughout the day. In other words, throughout the day, it gets less sharp and less sharp and more It's, again, more exhausting. So cumulatively, the sheer number of decisions that a person has to make, along with the number of trade-offs involved, contributes to this idea of decision fatigue. And what we get is a drained mental state, a brain drain, right? Um, And it's also called an ego depletion because we actually get really low on willpower and we're less capable of making actually the sound and good choices. So the experience might be familiar to anyone who has decided that I'm not gonna eat sugar anymore. And then, you know, they don't eat any sugar. They have no sugar in their coffee or their tea. And then at 10 at night, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm craving, a pastry or ice cream and they eat a whole pint or something. So to help minimize this daily brain drain, we have to learn to automate some of the decisions. So perhaps you might wanna stick to having um, a certain menu item on a rotation. So, you know, like, you know how there's Taco Tuesdays. Well, maybe you make Taco Tuesdays and I, for, you know, it might be fish Fridays or something like that, so that you're not constantly having to think of what you're going to plan for your menu. When it comes to clothing, maybe you want to adopt kind of a work uniform. Uh, when I was going to grammar school, we had a uniform, and I remember not liking wearing a uniform when I had friends at other schools got to wear what they want, but the reality was I didn't have any clothes. So having a uniform (laughs) was great because I would have had to wear the same thing every day anyway. And that would have been really embarrassing. So having a uniform made it really great. So maybe if you have to go to work and um, maybe you just have a certain style, you know, maybe like a certain blazer that you wear, well, maybe get it in some different colors or whatever. If it's, you know, if you are in a casual environment, Maybe you just have several of the same kind of casual uh, ca- casual things, maybe in just different colors or something like that. But you have to release yourself from the cha- the shackles of choosing the very best option and focus on what's good enough. And getting back to that menu analogy, if you were confronted with a multiple page menu or several menu items on a menu, Maybe instead of spending your time going over everyone and wanting to get the perfect item, when when you scour it, when you come to something that sounds really good, just figure, that's what I'm getting, that's good enough, and don't worry about it. It's actually called, they actually have a name for this, and they call it the satisfier as, as opposed to the maximizer. So if you're satisfied, that's probably good enough. Now, I 
I also said um, about sitting straight. This is something really good. Our parents always told us, at least my parents always did, put your shoulders back, you know, chest out, stand up straight. And it turns out that good posture not only turns us into literally standing straight, but it also boosts our energy and our mood. So what, um, what researchers found that simply by adjusting to an upright sitting position or standing position, that people in a study experienced increased positive emotions and less tiredness. And according to the study, when we hunch over, so you could try this while if you are in a sitting position right now, you might want to try it. Hunch over and cast your eyes down. And, you know, that's kind of the way we are when we're looking at our computers or our phones or our laptops, right? And that's when we turn our thoughts inward. And that causes actually negative thinking. And it leaves us less energized. Now, try sitting or standing up straight, completely up straight. So um, what you will do, you want to have like a, a straight neck, a straight back. I have an exercise I've always done with my acting students. It's called puppet on a string. And so what it is, is like you roll your shoulders back, you take a deep breath in and just pull a strand of your hair up as if you are a puppet on a string and let that lift your shoulders and lift your neck and lift your head and then breathe out. And as you exhale, bring your arms down and you should be straight up because slumping contracts your diaphragm and that limits the expansion of your lungs. And as a result, your respiratory and your neck, neck muscles, they get fatigued. And then you're going to take these shorter, shallower breaths and it depletes your energy faster. So um, slouching also triggers a defense reaction that can reduce your ability to think positively. So in one study, there, they found that people who slouched, their brains actually had to work harder to solve problems than when they were upright and aligned. So sit upright. Another thing that can help you is to lay off the social media. I know we're all, we've all done this where we think, oh, we're just going to do a quick Instagram or Facebook or, um, you know, if you have TikTok, just a five minute break. And then an hour later, you're still there. This is bad. And um, social media is designed to deliver rewards. And that's what our brain is looking for. Our brain wants rewards. And so we really have to fight that. Maybe just, you know, give yourself an, an hour or whatever amount of time. Uh, put a timer on it. And when you see content that interests you, you know, we feel pleasure, right? So that's a reward. And that rewards are unpredictable. And we find them very hard to resist. And then we keep looking to see what else we can find. But those are brain drains and those are not good for us. So you have to be really careful. So set that alarm. Finally, um, what are the best things that you can do is get some green space around you. Put some plants in your office or wherever you're working in your house. There's so much data on the health benefit of spending time in nature. Um, and you know, you might be, you might think, oh, I'm going to just ditch my responsibilities. Well, the good news is that surrounding yourself with indoor plants can offer the same perks as going outside. And house plants, there are ones that are really easy to take care of, like philodendron or the fiddle leaf fern or the snake plant. And they help buffer from work induced fatigue. So if you uh, have plants around you, you're going to find that you're going to have improved health. You're going to have reduced discomfort. You're going to have reduced blood pressure and increased um, brain wave activity. And of course, diversify your diet. Eat the, eat the rainbow, but make sure you're eating things that have magnesium and B vitamins and zinc and you want lots of apples and cherries and tea and grapes and hooray for dark chocolate, go for a variety of fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean and plant-based protein. 
And finally, get rid of all those energy vampires that are in your life. Uh, those are the people that call you just when they need help or they just have too much drama. And you, if, if they're family members and you can't get rid of them, then just put a time limit on it. Say, hey, I have 10 minutes, that's it. And um, that way you're going to have more energy and a less brain drain. Well, that is our Star Style show for today. Thank you so much for being with me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You can change your life. You can make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, and my two newest ones are No Barnyard Bullies and Family Forever, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. The money does go to charity, so you can make a donation to Be the Star You Are or just get involved or, you know, just find out what we do, bethestarur.org. And again, congratulations to the volunteers and everyone who's been part of it for 25 years. My aim is also to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate, cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. Speak with honesty, think with sincerity, act with integrity. And until next Wednesday, when we play again here in the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan and will continue to be for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are for your unapologetically authentic self. And we'll be together next week. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.